How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Wrigley Field, and the results are good. The Brewers bounce back to even up the series at a game apiece, a four-zip, one-hit shutout victory, and welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger back in the cockpit right there. How are you, Evan? Good win for the crew. No kidding. I. It's so good to see them back in the win column. It's good to see me back in the studio. I am ready to go. Yes, in, indeed. And uh, things got a little chippy there with my best friend, Wilson Contreras, Dude has something against the Brewers. It is plain to see. There's no question in my mind about that, and there shouldn't be in yours either. Just take a look at the history. Take a look at who's in the center, who's right in the middle of the melee almost every single time when these two teams get together for a series. Almost every time. I'm this short of saying every time it's Contreras because he's always into it. Now, I will say this, though, in, in slight defense of Contreras, um, he might have a little bit of a gripe. I don't know if anyone's headhunting Wilson Contreras, but it, it wouldn't take much to, to, to get his ire up. He was hitting the head yesterday. He was hitting the shoulder today and just had had enough. And, and I don't think Boxberger was in any way, shape, or form uh, you know, uh, going after Contreras. There's, there's just no reason for that. Boxberger has uh, every reason in the world to perform here because if he doesn't, he knows where the door is and he's going to get sent out of here if he doesn't. I mean, here's a guy that uh, they sign in the offseason and they bring him in and he doesn't do uh, or perform well in Cactus League. He doesn't make the cut. Uh, they release him, then they re-sign him, and now he's right back. Uh, playing in a big league game, game two of a three-game set against the sh- Chicago Cubs. So I, I, there's, I don't believe there's any intent there. And a couple of um, guys did get into it uh, in terms of peacekeepers, and that was uh, Avisail Garcia, along with Javi Baez. He was out there uh, cooling things down a little bit. But a huge win, guys, uh, over the Chicago Cubs. A much-needed victory for the crew 
and a much-needed kind of feel-good victory for the Milwaukee Brewers. They snap a three-game losing streak, and they get it done against that team down there in game two. Freddie Peralta, how about it? We'll get to him in a second. But the Brewers' offense in that first inning tonight, they're in business. Wong, a comebacker for the first out. Vogelback getting the start at first base, works the walk. Yelich then down 0-2 in the count, works it full. And he uh, knocks a, a base hit to put runners at the corners with just that one out. It set the stage for the third baseman, Travis Shaw. Now traded away. Let's see how much more this will open the door for Shaw. And he lifts one deep left field. Peterson goes back and watches it sail over the wall for a home run. A three-run pop for Travis Shaw. And there's the offense you were looking for early. Yeah, first inning. Got to get on the board. They did it today. Yeah, a big, big, big time three-run blast for Travis Shaw. Strikeouts to Bradley and Garcia uh, ends that frame with strikeouts. And um, they find themselves up three-zip in this game after a half inning. Bottom of the first, leadoff walk to half off Peralta, quickly erased on a double play. Rizzo, a strikeout to end the frame. Three-zip to the second inning. Omar Narvaez, a leadoff base hit in the second inning. He is scorching hot, but the Brewers uh, are uh, held off the board. Bottom of the second inning, Freddie into some trouble, gets out of it. Uh, in that uh, second inning, strikeout walk, strikeout walk, and gets Bodie to fly out to center to end the frame into the third inning. Brewers, one, two, three. As the game starts moving along here, Peralta scoreless, bottom of the third, a two-out walk to Contreras. He is erased on a caught stealing. A rough night for Wilson Contreras, that's for sure, no question. One-man rally, top of the fourth inning with two outs. I mentioned him before, scorching hot is Omar Narvaez. Last year, just 176 with two home runs and 10 RBIs in 40 games. He comes in tonight batting 455 and launches this one opposite way left field and gone. Narvaez continues to swing a big, big bat. And it is now four to nothing. Yeah, he is really feeling it right now. He is really on a tear here to start out the uh, 2021 championship season. And, you know, guys, after last year seeing Omar Narvaez uh, acquired by the crew, uh, very similar to Avisail Garcia in that they're much better players than you saw last year in the shortened season. And I'll stick to that. That includes Garcia, but certainly Omar Narvaez stepping up here early on in the campaign. Freddie, bottom of the fourth inning, gives up a one-out triple. They score that a double in an error. I'm going to have to double-check that. But Bryant finds himself on third base. It would turn out, guys, to be the only hit of the night for the Chicago Cubs offense. Uh, with one out, a man on third, he strikes, and Freddie strikes out Jock Peterson and uh, then goes up on Baez 0-2, and he strikes out him as well. Seventh strikeout right there. That was a huge, huge inning in the bottom of the fourth inning for Freddie Peralta. One out base runner for the crew in that fifth inning. There was a walk to Wong. Uh, Vogelback hits a screamer double play. Ouch. Um, that that may have uh, 
That may have opened the floodgates a little bit, but the Cubs just hanging around there, bottom of the fifth inning. Freddie needs this, and he needs the bottom of the fifth inning to qualify for the win. And he was his pitch count is working to the to the point where you're going to have to go get him. But uh, Council lets him work through it. 91 pitches, one hit. He gets through the fifth. Four walks and eight strikeouts in the performance for Freddie. And I will say this. You know, you always hear about a uh, pitcher adding another pitch to the arsenal. And we've heard it for a few years with um, Josh Hader on a, on a uh, changeup. Or we've heard Josh Hader after his first year and a half or so working in a slider. Uh, Freddie Peralta has worked on, on his slider. And it is uh, he's starting to hone this thing because he threw that more than a fastball. That's hard to believe, guys. Really is when you... When, you, when you're looking at a guy with the nickname uh, Fastball Freddy and he comes in and throws more sliders than he does fastballs, pretty impressive for Freddy Peralta. Now, again, you know, 90-plus pitches here, a little on the high side. Well, a lot on the high side, I would say. That's the final thing. Another pitcher, another pitcher in this rotation, the final little step here for guys like Woodruff, Burns, now Peralta, and including uh, Adrian Hauser, guys. They need to work on the pitch efficiency. And that's just that final step before these guys take a giant step uh, with the productivity. So you've got a four-zip lead into the uh, sixth inning. Uh, Yelich, another strikeout in that inning. Brent Suter takes over for Freddie Peralta. One, two, three, bottom of the sixth inning into the seventh inning. Uh, as it stays at four zip, Brewers one, two, three in that seventh inning. Suter back out in the bottom half uh, of the uh, seventh. Lightning quick one, two, three in the bottom of the seventh. Holding pattern of four zip into the eighth inning. Brewers a chance in the eighth inning. Wong and Yelich do work uh, walks in the frame, uh, but Shaw strikes out to end that uh, threat right there. Uh, Brent Suter a two out walk in the eighth inning. Duffy breaks the string of 13 consecutive set down for Brewers pitchers. He falls behind Hap and gets him on a deep fly to center. 42 pitches for Suter, three scoreless out of the pen, and four zip into the ninth inning. Brewers after two outs. Get a little uh, thing going. Narvaez a walk. Urias a uh, infield single. Robertson grounds out to end that frame. And Brad Boxberger summoned from the pen. And as we just talked about starting out the show, he hits Contreras. And uh, things get a little testy with these two organizations. Clear to see. And again, I I, uh, I think I was met with some flack some years ago. Not that long ago. Just three years ago or so. When you know, there was a lot of disagreement with me that these two organizations just do not like each other. And it was, ah, this is a friendly rivalry. You remember those shows, those of you longtime listeners? You remember those shows three or four years ago? That's when this thing started. It's not a very friendly rivalry. <laughs> it's just not. It might be to your neighbor that happens to be a Cub fan, but it's not to those players. Maybe some players, I guess. It might be a little friendly with, with some other guys uh, on, on the uh, opposite side, but not very friendly. And Wilson Contreras right in the middle of all of this all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Brewers, uh, bottom line, get the four-zip lead or win here tonight. Uh, they even up the series at a game apiece and a huge game tomorrow. 
as uh, the Brewers uh, go after the uh, a good bounce back series after losing uh, to the Twins to open up the campaign seven nine nine twelve fifty, and then we get the trade today of Orlando Arcia. And there are a ton of different angles on this, guys. A a uh, a lot of different angles on this. I know Evan wants to chime in on this too, and I want him to. Uh, because uh, he seemingly, like me, a little bit surprised by this, but should we be? We'll talk about that coming up in just a little while. If you want to jump in here, uh, Cubs, um, yeah, it got a little dicey there uh, in that ninth inning, seven nine nine twelve fifty, and that Orlando Arcia trade. We'll break that down. Who did the Brewers get in return for a, uh, well, the second longest tenured Brewer uh, on this baseball team, he's finally moved one of the top prospects in the last, you know, guys, let's say the last decade for this baseball team. They finally give up on him. They hand the uh, car keys over to Luis Urias at shortstop. And I mean, we're going to see what that kid is made out of because he's going to play virtually every day. He might get a spell here and there from, from uh, Robertson, but outside of that, he, you're going to get a lot of play out of Luis Urias. If the Brewers make the right move in that trade, and I got to figure that out myself. We'll talk about it next. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, talking some Brewers baseball after a four-zip victory over the Cubs here on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Get a nice bounce-back victory over the Chicago Cubs. Got to make you feel a little bit better. I know it does me. Evan Heffelfinger is here. Uh, my name is Tim Allen, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Post-game show after a Brewers 4-zip, one-hit shutout. I'm... On just one hit, that's all they got? Good. Uh, leave them there with that one hit. One hitter. I mean, you think about how close they were to returning the favor of a no-hitter that was thrown by Alec Mills against them last year. Ah, that's a, an outstanding performance out of Freddie Peralta. Five innings of work, just the one hit giving up no runs, obviously. Uh, he did walk four, and he needs to uh, tidy that up a little bit, but eight strikeouts. Brent Suter, three scoreless. Boxberger, a scoreless rack as well. And there's your uh, Brewers victory. Omar Narvaez hits another home run, a solo shot. That was the fourth run. But early on in this one, uh, Craig Council the other day talked about uh, scoring early, playing from the lead with two on in the first inning. Good way to do that. Before the Cubs even get up, you're in the lead with one swing of the bat off Shaw's bat. Now traded away. Let's see how much more this will open the door for Shaw. And he lifts one deep left field. Peterson goes back and watches it sail over the wall for a home run. A three-run pop for Travis Shaw. And there's the offense you were looking for early. Yeah, first inning. Got to get on the board. They did it today. Yeah, and they do it uh, tonight, that three-run home run for Travis Shaw. And look now, Travis coming up clutch here uh, early on in the 2021 championship season. All the highlights from Valley Sports Wisconsin. Craig Kashan, Bill Schroeder on that call. 
And now we get to the uh, the trade here announced uh, right around noon today that the Brewers and Orlando Arcia have parted ways. And, and this a little bit surprising to me on a couple of fronts. Um, was it the right move, first of all, if you, if you want to chime in? 414-799-1250. Now, let's look at you know, what Arcia has done. He goes from one of the better prospects, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, uh, to the to the Brewers, uh, and and spent a good chunk, a little bit more than a decade in this Brewer system, all told. Uh, he gets here, and he just you know again the expectations were a little bit higher. I think we can all agree on that. That overall, the general feel is that he didn't uh, meet or exceed the expectations that he had. When he was uh, when he was a rookie and just just getting uh, getting called up and getting into the system here, if you will, at the big league level. So collectively, you look at the numbers. You know, a sub two fifty hitter. I, I don't think anyone projected that uh, when he was. You know, I think he topped out. I want to say it like the sixth or seventh ranked prospect in all of baseball at one point uh, in his young career. So a 244-ish uh, lifetime hitter. Here's the biggest problem uh, that, that I would have with Orlando Arcia, and that is the on-base percentage. That's the part that really underachieved. I mean, you're, you're sub-300 on-base percentage. That is so not good in baseball. I mean, that's, that's you know, uh, uh, in the last couple of decades, it's a stat that just popped up, and you're looking at on base percentage. You avoid outs, and you're you're 293 lifetime on base percentage. Quite frankly, it's awful. And so now that that's the bad. However, when you're looking at shortstops, judging shortstops, I, I think you uh, have elevated what you expect out of shortstops in the last. 10, 15 years. I, I, I would agree with that. However, they're not corner outfielders and they're not corner infielders in regards to what you expect out of them offensively. A solid foundation, at the very least, is Orlando Arcia. A solid Major League Baseball shortstop. It all depends on, on what you surround him with. If you're expecting 285, and an on-base percentage of 372, I get it. You're not pleased with it. I have lowered the expectations the older Arcia got. I didn't really have a problem with him being your everyday shortstop on a regular basis year in and year out. I, I really didn't have a problem in that. He is shown to be clutch. Look what he's done in the postseason for this organization. In pennant race games, I mean, there's a lot of good, let alone the defense. And again, the defense maybe uh, has been a little bit less than expectations, but still pretty darn good, guys. And finally, is it consistent with what the Brewers have been saying that depth is a real key for this organization? Um, no, it doesn't. So I'm a little confused in that regard by the trade. This, to me, here's just my thought on this. And we'll get to Craig Council and, and his reaction on the trade and also uh, President David Stearns, his reaction as well. Um, I think that they, they did a good job in hiding what was um, a little contentious. 
And if and if I were Orlando Arcia, what they were doing for Luis Urias in force feeding him at shortstop, I believe this, and I have no knowledge of this uh, rumor mill firsthand or otherwise. I think he asked for this trade, and I think he asked for this trade some weeks ago at the very bare minimum. It could have been as as far back as uh, in the middle of the offseason. But that's what I think. And, and again, I'm not starting rumors here. I'm just giving you what I think happened because I, I try to put myself into Arcia's position. That's what I'd have done. I would have said, get me out of here, guys. I mean, what more do you want out of your shortstop? You know, without pointing fingers, I think it, he just probably kept it to his situation. And I think he, I think he wanted a trade. I do. I, th- I think he asked for a trade, and they finally got it together and got it done with the Atlanta Braves, the Brewers in return, get a couple of pitchers, 26-year-old, a 27-year-old, both big dudes, both right-handers. Uh, one with major league experience, one with some uh, decent numbers in the minor leagues. We will uh, check out who they are and what they bring to the table uh, in just a second here. But, uh, Evan, I want to get your thoughts on the trade as well. Just initially, I I don't think I like it. And I don't think I like it for depth purposes and you know what what he brings to this team in terms of a foundation. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. We've We've heard... Stearns and Council repeatedly talk about depth, like you were saying, and this seems like a move that is completely contradictory to that. He was a guy that can play shortstop, he can play second base, he played some center field, I think, last year, Mm -hmm. he can play the corner outfield, he's been playing third base and has done a very good job so far, I think, this camp. He, the biggest thing that he brought to this team was the camaraderie and the energy for the clubhouse. The team, I think it has three heartbeats, essentially. It has Brent Suter, Lorenzo Cain, and it was Orlando Arcia. And I felt like what he brought, not only on the field with his play, with his defense, but also with, I mean, he was the guy at the end of the the home run line to give every home run hitter the hug. He was the guy who was starting all the trends. He was there. He, He was the guy who was always smiling, always trying to make people laugh. He was so important to that team, especially him with Hernan Perez, who has been gone for a little bit. But those two... the gauntlet and the whole thing, yeah. I just feel like... I I know that he hasn't lived up to who he was. And I checked, and he did top out at the number six prospect in all of baseball. Okay. Okay. But the defense has been what we expected, maybe around what we expected, and the biggest thing that he has done offensively is hit in the clutch. I mean, how many game-winning hits has he had in his career? I know that I personally have attended three or four games that he has hit a walk-off <laughs> yeah. hit. That's right. In game, we don't win game one sixty-three a couple of years ago if it isn't for him going was, four, what, for four. four for four. Four for four for four game. That yep. postseason, he had almost a one thousand OPS. He was your best hitter in that run. He's been one of your best clutch hitters. He's been one of your best locker room guys. He's on a cheap deal. He took a discount this year. He took less money than he made last year to play for this team. And you still found a way to cut him. It just doesn't make sense to me. Now, this is maybe the only way from their perspective, from the organization's perspective. It it is a way to clear Luis Urias' head. It's, It's your job. You were a top prospect, too, or still are. 
Uh, we want to clear everything out. This is your deal. Go go to town, kid. Okay, but it also has this sort of echoing effect of the Trent Grisham, Zach Davies trade now, doesn't it? And I know what a lot of people are saying on social media and a lot of people in my world texting me and saying, hey, uh, Stearns is trying to save face on that Grisham Davies deal for Lauer and Urias. And, you know, who doesn't want to win a trade? I understand it. Uh, but I get it. Was this Orlando Arcia deal the right move to make? And really, quite frankly, I think he's kind of a fan favorite on top of that. I, I, I do. I have yeah. a friend who literally he texted me. He was shedding tears today because of Arcia. I mean, he has his jersey. He is his biggest fan. And now that is gone. Now, again, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to tell David Stearns how to how to uh you know, do his day-to-day activity. So, I mean, he's been, uh, in large part, extremely successful with his decision-making. There's no question about that. And if this helps Luis Urias take off to be an even better Major League Baseball shortstop than Orlando Arcia, then so be it. But if this is if this thing backfires on him in short term, now, again, they're going to be invested in Urias long-term. I understand. But in the short term, Let's, what happens if he has a, you know, a, gosh forbid, a um, a buck hits a buck eighty one or something, and his abs are four hundred and fifty to five hundred, maybe more, and he hits a a dollar ninety two. I mean, maybe some people get on Stearns for saying, "Hey, y- you lost the trade. It's okay. You're not going to hit on every trade." But my goodness. Maybe depth, that's the one thing that really confused me about this, was the depth part of this. Okay, so look at it from the other side. Maybe that's one of those pitchers is a dude that they really, really wanted, and they've had their eyes on him for a while. It's, it's possible. No, we don't know, but it's, it's, it's extremely possible. Uh, seven nine nine twelve fifty. We're talking about a Brewers victory as well as the Orlando Arcia trade. Let's hear Craig Council. Then we'll get to a couple of your phone calls here before we hear from Stearns. But Craig Council commented on Orlando Arcia. This is a player who spent twelve years in the organization. Um, you know, he, he's been here in the big leagues with us for the last five. He's been part of all the memorable and frankly right in the middle of all the memorable moments that have happened here the last four seasons, five seasons. Um, and, you know, not, not just here for him, but literally right in the middle of them from, you know, the game one sixty three here at Wrigley when he had four hits um, game three of the, the 18 playoffs um, last year in the playoffs in game one. I mean, he, he, he's been a huge player, his star has shined the brightest in the biggest games that, that the Brewers have played in the last five years. Well, that that's all a resume to trade him for sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you talk him up and uh, he's already out the door. There's Craig Council on the Orlando Arcia deal uh, that sends him to the Braves today. And again, this is just my thought uh, that this was requested by Orlando Arcia because I would understand that. I would. And he's still young. We forget 20, what, 26 years old? Very young for the amount of experience he has. 
and he may he may find it. Someone may dial around a little combination uh, to his hitting and, and maybe dial him in a little bit better. Find the elixir. Find the you know the the right move, if you will. So we'll see. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Ron. Uh, Ron, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show. Your thoughts? Yeah, hi, thanks, Tim. Wasn't Orlando Garcia? Didn't he not run out a, a slow roller one time and he, he got thrown out a couple of years ago? I don't know if you remember that. Yes, but yes, I do. I grew up in New York and I was a Yankee. Say when Billy Martin was the manager, he would have been gone that day, and possibly <laughs> beaten up by Billy Martin. So I didn't true. like that. He pulled Reggie right off the field, didn't he? Right. Oh, yeah. He had fights with everybody, but I loved him. And everybody in New York loved him. But um, and I, I, watch, I listen to the game on the radio a lot, and I watch the play-by-play with the pitches on the, on the screen there. Mm-hmm. And he, Orlando Arcia drives me nuts. He swings at balls way out of the zone. So I don't know if he's just not disciplined or if he has a vision problem. But... Um, uh, like I, I t- was talking to Bard on the morning show, and he was saying that Orlando Arcia was a clutch hitter because, you know, he's had some big hits and some mm-hmm. big games. But then we decided, yeah, he's a clutch hitter when he needs to have a clutch hit to be avoid being sent down to the minor leagues or kicked off the team. But there's many times where he, he doesn't have – like today, uh, the, the announcer, Jeff, mentioned that um, Vogel – um, Bart, whatever his name is, that he has long at bats where he works the count and everything. You usually don't see RC or doing that. He gets up there, he takes some swings, goes, and, and then he, and then he leaves the runners on base. So I'm okay. I'm glad he left. Now maybe he'll be like Gene Segura. I don't know what it is with the Brewers. They get these shortstops, they get rid of them, and then they're good for other teams. So. All right. Well, Ron, you, take it else, take it easy, and I and I like your uh, I like your name there uh, for Dan Vogelback. Vogelbart. So that's Bart's got a new nickname. <laughs> Vogelbart. Um this this comes down to the perspective of of what you've what what your expectations were of Orlando Arcia. And it's tough to wipe them away, but we've had years to analyze this. We expected more out of him. There's no question. Where he was, as Evan said, he confirmed it. The sixth top ranked prospect in all of baseball at one point. The expectations are higher in 244, 293. No doubt about that. But everyone is not going to hit, if you will, hit in quotation marks, meaning be successful. I don't think you could determine him as unsuccessful once we knew kind of what he was. After a couple of years, didn't it settle in that what he was, a slick field and shortstop, he's going to be clutch for you, he's going to make some spectacular plays, he's not going to hit too much. That, to me, was okay if you had the guys around him. Now, that's just, again, it's where your expectations were of what you wanted out of Orlando Arcia. Let's get to uh, David Stearns here, the president a baseball ops for the Brewers talking about the Orlando Arcia deal. These types of trades are always tough. They're they're tough for the entire organization um, to to make and to get over the hump because you are saying goodbye to someone who you know very well, who's been a part of the organization for a long time. For a long time, he's um, one of the longest tenured members of this team, and so he, he's he's been around when 
frankly, we weren't very good. And he was a part of, of getting us to some really fun moments and, and contributing in those moments. So anytime um, you, you say goodbye to someone like that, um, I think it's, it's emotional for everyone involved. And uh, certainly that was the case. Um, at, at the same time, we, we have to make the transactions and make the moves that we think are best for the organization. And in this case, uh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're um, bringing back two arms that uh, we think have potential, um, can potentially help the major league team over the course of the season, uh, and, and dealing from an area where we also think we have some, some depth. Um, and so we're, we're looking forward to um, seeing how, how Luis and, and Daniel Robertson um, take ownership over this role um, in the coming weeks and months, and, um, and we're optimistic that they're going to be able to do that. Well, you you better hope so. That's what I have to say. You're you're hoping that Urias, and then that's you know he mentioned Robertson in there, and I I get that, and I I do like Daniel Robertson. I think we're we're going to grow to like him a little bit, a little more on the gamer side. But well, we're, we all hope so. I don't I don't need David Stearns to be successful on a trade just so he can put another notch in his gun belt. That's not why I need that. We need that because we want this team to ultimately win a World Series. You guys on hold, I, I got to ask you to sit right through. I will squeeze you in on the other side. We're, we're late for a break here, but um, we'll also uh, introduce you to which of uh, the two pitchers, well, both of these pitchers, but which one has the faster track? And think about this, too. This, this trade here, if these two guys are on a little more of a faster track to the big leagues, the, the two right-handers, I wonder what the impact was of the injuries to, to Topa, Bobby Wall, the re-signing of Jordan Zimmerman, re-signing of Brad Boxberger, has something to do with this trade as well. Just think about that during the break. Still a lot to get to here. We're going to hear from Travis Shaw. We're going to hear from Craig Council. Brewers beat the Cubs tonight. They even up the series at a game apiece. Four zip the final. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. It's time to find out who's hot. And who's not after today's game on The Fan? All right, welcome back. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show after a Brewers 4-zip victory on a day in which Orlando Arcia, the end of an era uh, in Brewers' recent baseball. And I say era, that doesn't mean that uh, he's achieved some high success. Get to uh, Craig Council in just a little while. Real quick before I get uh, to the calls here. Uh, let's uh, get the introduction to who the return was uh, for Orlando Arcia. A couple of right-handers, Evan. Yeah, a couple of right-handers, both of them with a little bit of Major League experience. The one with the most is Chad Sabatka, a six-seven right-handed pitcher. He has a total of, uh, let's see, 47 innings in the Major Leagues, a career 536 mm-hmm. ERA. In four games last year, gave up five runs in three and two-thirds innings. But two years ago, had a good year, a 188 ERA in 14 games. Uh, 27 years old, I believe he has one, maybe two options left, which is always really mm-hmm. big for Craig Council and David Stearns. The other is Patrick Weigel, a 6'6 pitcher, uh, 26 years old, 
has pitched two, uh, one game in the major leagues, yep, gave up yep. two runs in two-thirds of an inning last year, uh, had Tommy John surgery, uh, I believe it was 2018, and as a, I mean, when he got hurt, I think he was their seventh best prospect, something like that. At 26 right now, he was the Braves' 12th best prospect. Uh, he can be stretched out to be a starter. He can also be a bullpen guy. From what I've heard, both of them have strong arms. They're both huge. Brandon Woodruff yeah, compared so them yep. to uh, right-handed Angel Perdomos. So, I mean, it fits the the Stearns Council bill. They're just and, they're guys who have options and can pitch. And I wonder if they're if they're going to be back and forth guys in the injuries, like I said to Bobby Wall and. Uh, Justin Topa, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with uh, Drew Rasmussen. I, I, You know, from what we thought was a strong bullpen to maybe reinforcements uh, required the part of this trade to happen. All right, 799-1250. Uh, Todd, you're next. Uh, what's on your mind? Orlando Arcia, out the door. Howdy, boys. Timmy, you know I love the kid. My wife loves him, too. I am thoroughly, utterly disgusted with the trade. I was sitting at the kitchen table. I heard it come across the radio, and I looked at my wife. She looked at me, and it was like, you've got to be kidding me. And she said her, I think she summed it up perfectly. She said, totally unacceptable. You know, and I looked up Orlando's numbers. We knew who he was. We knew what he did. Um, I think he, a lifetime brewer was 244. And, you know, the intangibles he brought to that clubhouse, to the, to the game, to the field, to everything, you can't measure those. You can't put a number on it. It's not WRC plus blah, blah, blah to figure out what he got, you know. Yep, and yep. Uh, I, I did a lot. Sorry to cut you off. I did a little bit of reading, and uh, that Snicker, that their head coach, like they couldn't. he said he, goes, he couldn't believe that he was available. They didn't even need the guy. They said Orlando got sent down to AAA. Uh, uh, with Atlanta, so yeah, why, why, yep. Why? He, he he's not on the big league roster even. No, it's disgusting. It's like it's so. Uh, Timmy, I, I you kind of talked about the ledge a little bit when you said that uh, uh, he might have wanted to trade, um, and I, I pray that you were that that's really what happens. It's, it's uh, it smells you know. like it to me. It it does because I'm I'm just thinking about what I would do in his situation when when when. You know, they make a trade, Todd, I got to scoot. Uh, when they make okay. a trade of Grisham and, and uh, Davies and, and they get their future shortstop, I mean, that's, hey, take a look uh, to our north. <laughs> I mean, there's a quarterback waiting in the wings behind 12 up there too. Um, maybe a bad analogy, but I, I will say this, that, you know, that probably wasn't a good thing, but baseball a little bit different than football and that, you know, a lot can happen, and it's it's just a lot of moving parts here. And Luis Urias um, had a rough start to his Brewers career, for sure, for not just on the field, but it was, you know, off the field and COVID and a wrist injury. And I, I think there was a little uh, tweak in the hamstring in, in Cactus League here. So they obviously are in love with Luis Urias. I mean, it's clear to see. That being said... Now, if I'm Orlando Arcia, I don't do it publicly, privately. My agent and I just, you know, just say, hey, can can you move me here? I, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable playing third base. You know, he'll, he's going to say the right things. He's going to say, hey, I'll do whatever to help the team win. 
But is that really the way he feels? I don't think so. I, I just don't. I, I think he wants to be a shortstop, and rightly so. He's pretty damn good at it. He is Mike on the south side. You're next at 799-1250. What's up, Mike? Hey, Tammy. Yeah, I heard it at lunch, and I got a little emotional. I like the guy. But um, I think the Brewers, don't they have bigger fish to fry? (laughs) I agree. This is sort of a, sort Mike, it's sort of a lower-level deal, I do have to admit. Yeah. And I never pick on a caller. You think he traded him because he didn't run out a slow roller? <laughs> you got a first baseman with concrete hands that's over 50. I just, I was going to go home and burn all my burger gear, and I found myself watching the Cubs game. I guess they know what they're doing, right? Hey, I'm going to trust they know what they're doing. That's why I said, I, you know, there's, there's not too many do. things I can, I can say wrong about Stearns. Right. Thanks for taking the call. All right, Mikey. Always, always a pleasure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Justin, your thoughts on Orlando Arcia? Hey guys, yeah, I'm genuinely bummed. I had to kind of pause and like really say, "Wow, did that did that just go down?" I mean, I always kind of figured once they brought Luis in, his days were numbered. But just to happen like a couple hours into the season, it feels like was just really yeah. a shock. Um, but I think you really made a good point that. I think most of us just lowered our expectations for the guy and refined. I mean, he sure would frustrate you, but he would, he's the type of player you'd never stay frustrated with. You know, for an extended period of time, he'd make up for it with his bat, with his glove, in the dugout. He was just such a dynamic character on the team. But I think with Luis, they just really like what they see with him, and I think his days are numbered. But, yeah, it was definitely sad. I wonder if they really liked what they saw with Travis Shaw in spring training, and they figured – um, maybe it was time to move on, but yeah, this was just uh, a really tough one to swallow. I think for all the fans, especially this early in the, in the season. Just, yeah, I think, I think you're right, Justin. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Justin. In that he's he's, you know, again uh, the second longest tenured brewer, and and what he brought to to the organization, the elements that he brought to the organization weren't always on the field in, in terms of production. Uh, but right, as, right. you know, as fans, we kind of dig that stuff sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. You you love to see that. Not every, not every team has that type of character. Not everybody has that type of guy that can get things going, you know, the home run train, the, just the guy that's at the end, giving guys hugs and you get pumped up. I mean, every, every team wants a guy like that. We're fortunate enough to have him. Yep, no doubt. All right, Justin, thanks for the call. Uh, let me get in uh, Matt here. Matt, you're next. Your thoughts on the Arcia deal? I thought it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Urias lo- is the uh, future, mm-hmm. and uh, we got some arms to pick up for him, and uh, I thought it was absolutely a brilliant move by the uh, by Stearns. I think he's awesome. Okay, fair enough, Matt. Thanks for the call. You might be right. It may be a brilliant move. The The two pitchers here, my my fear is, and, and I doubt it's this way, but, but, but the extreme fear would be that it was just a move to get him moved. And give me, hey, Atlanta, give me what you can. Give me a couple of, uh, 
Give me a couple of lottery tickets here. Give me some big right-handers. Give me a couple of big pitchers to throw hard. It's clear to see Stearns likes velocity. I mean, that is becoming more and more evident as the years go by. Just look at the velo numbers for this pitching staff. Even a Brad Boxberger was throwing 96. Um, but my, that that would be the extreme fear is that, hey, let's just get what we can get he- here for him. A couple of big dudes, throw throw hard, and, and we'll just go on our merry way. And that may be the situation if, again, this is just theoretical on my part. If Orlando Arcia is the one that requested this, get me out of town. And I don't think anybody should necessarily hold any player should hold any organization hostage and go to the media with things like that. That's probably not the not the best tack to take. Uh, but I again, if if they're so hip on Urias, I have I have nothing to not too much to argue about uh, President David Stearns and his transactions. I really don't. We don't. It's just tough to see. Um, you know, a, a, a kid that was in the organization for a long, long time, and it's just, wow, bam, boom, this early in the season, game number five of the season. We didn't even let this thing play out. You didn't even say, hey, we're going to, we, we got to wait on this deal. Maybe someone will give us a little something more in July at the deadline. <clears throat> because in the meantime, someone could get hurt. And the, the guy can play third base shortstop, as Evan said in the last segment. Third base shortstop, second base, and he played some outfield. Just in case. Let's just hang on to that depth. Also, something to think about. They were due for a roster move here. And we talked about this last night. This team was going to have to make a very difficult decision with a position player. Were you going to launch Billy McKinney? Were you going to launch Daniel Vogelback? Were you going to send Urias down? Were you going to you know, launch Travis Shaw, Daniel Robertson. One of those guys had to go because they needed pitching. So this did remedy that as well. So they didn't have to uh, make an extreme move outside of, uh, you know, this one, which I think is, I think it's newsworthy. I do. It's Orlando Arcia, no longer a brewer. As the Brewers uh, make the trade today with the Atlanta Braves, And in the meantime, they played baseball today, and we're going to hear from Craig Council after the break here as uh, Brent Suter, the middleman in this uh, one-hit complete game shutout for three pitchers. (laughs) Can I say that? Uh, Freddie Peralta, outstanding. Brent Suter, three scoreless, and Boxberger uh, buttons it up there in the ninth inning. Brewers get a four-zip victory. They even up the series at a game apiece. And that huge game uh, tomorrow to take that series, a feel-good win, maybe a little bit more than that. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Travis Shaw, a huge three-run opposite field home run in that first inning, propelled the Brewers to a four-zip victory in game two of this three-game set over the Chicago Cubs. I was going crazy when that ball left the yard. I will say that because they needed this win. This this was 
again, this was uh, bigger than just the, you would say, the one game. I mean, even Craig, Craig Council said it yesterday that you know, playing head-to-head here uh, because it's April uh, does not mean that it doesn't mean more than September. So I'm with you there, and I've said that for years, ever since Ned Yost had the infamous, it's just the first three games of the year. It doesn't mean much. End quote. <laughs> he did actually, I've lost my mind on that one. So it's good to see that Craig Council knows the importance of these games. Plus, it's it's head-to-head in division sort of that two-game swing kind of deal. So, snapping the three-game losing streak is big. Beating uh, a head-to-head in the central is big. It was all a big game. And 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 even you look at uh, the pitching in this one, Freddie Peralta, working in the slider, guys, if he, if he masters that pitch, and Omar Narvaez, I mean, you're going to have to knock those down a little bit better. I mean, if you're going to call sliders, you have to expect that that is probably going to be possibly in the dirt. Um, There were a couple of times here, Evan, I don't know if you watch baseball this way, but a couple of times here, Omar would call the slider or Freddie would shake him off and then ultimately they agree on the slider. He didn't even get his glove turned over and he's slapping at it. Um, Now, no one accused Omar Narvaez of being – a gold glove catcher, but that's something he's going to have to adjust to as well. But Freddie Peralta, outstanding here. Eight strikeouts, just the one hit given up. Did walk four, pitch count over 90. Um, But Brent Suter held firm right there, three scoreless in Boxberger. And then you got the uh, Shaw home run. Omar Narvaez stays scorching hot. Before we get to uh, council, uh, Evan, we were talking during the break here. Just for the record, uh, it was thrown out there on Orlando Arcia's uh, big league numbers, 244 and a 293. Let's just do a gut check just for the record here, to be fair, on Luis Urias and his uh, obviously limited play at the big league level. But let's check these numbers out. Yeah, so this is across four major league seasons, including this season already. It's 128 games he has a batting average of 223 and an on-base percentage of 313, an OPS of 630. Not great. Not at all. However, to be fair also, his minor league numbers are pretty impressive. They are good. I'm looking at him right now. He's a career, like, almost 300 hitter in the minors. Mm-hmm. But he's had four stints in the major leagues. His best stint was last year with the Brewers where he hit 239 and his OPS was 602. That I mean now I get that he's 23 years old. But RC yes, is only he is 26. Young. He's still a, a prospect himself. Yeah. And and it just it, to me it was depth. Uh that was that's the biggest beef I have on this thing. If you want to if you want to make the transition over the course of time to Luis Urias, I get it. And Orlando Arcia should get it too, but if you're screaming depth is a strong point of the your organization and how you construct your roster. And this doesn't this doesn't feel like this was this was he was included in that depth conversation that they've had. Well, let's get to Craig Council. Got to be pretty pleased with the victory. Craig, we were talking to Freddie about that good slider he had tonight. You know, he he threw some fastballs for balls and you know threw a lot of pitches, but it looked like he got that breaking ball over when he really needed it. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's the pitch he's worked really hard on. And, um, you know, it, it's it's his ability to, to throw it in any count is, is something that hitters haven't seen. And, and, um, and it's a quality pitch, even when you're looking for it, I think. So it, it's, it's, a, it's definitely something that uh, takes him up a notch and is, it helps him get through lineups um, as he did today. So he was, he was excellent today. Um, you know, they, they made him work and, and got some walks through some, through some close pitches, but um, obviously did, did a beautiful job. Greg, what was it like to manage with a lead, an early lead? Well, yeah, I mean, Travis's home run was was sorely needed for sure and um, gave Freddie some breathing room as well. Um, on, a, on a night when the wind was blowing out like it was, um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be just four runs scored in the game, but, but both sides pitched pretty well. Craig, at victories, Travis has had really big hits. Um, it just shows you what he can do being back and just even being modestly successful, right? Yeah, I mean, this, you know, tonight's hit was a huge one. A three-run homers are, are game changers. Um, but he, he has the ability to do that. And um, it, it's, you know, kind of the way the division stacks up with the with the right-handed pitching. Um, you know, it, it's suited for him. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought he played a great first, you know, just sidebar, he played a great first base tonight, too, like, some, some sneaky tough plays that he that he made in the last half of the game that were really good. Danny Robertson did a nice job as well. So, um, but Travis, that, that's the big hit, you know, and he has he has the ability to leave the park, um, you know, and and that's those are game changers. Hey Craig, this this start for Omar Narvaez, I mean, he hits the home run, but also throughout runner, um, still framing pitches well. Um, making some plays in the field as well. Just, just the, the start has to be really reassuring and nice for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's off to a good start and that's what, that's what a you know, team offense is. You know, it's, you're, you're rarely going to have every guy in, but um, to get wins, you got a couple guys going well and, and they're doing, they're doing their thing. And Omar looks to be in a really good place. I think it's the, the difference, um, you know, it's early, but even in spring, we've seen a big difference. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, and we've seen a player that that we, we that we saw that we looked at in 2019 when we acquired him. So it's it's um, it's great to see. It's it's great for him. Definitely confidence building, and uh, he's tough out right now. Uh, he's just he's a tough out. It's seen pitches well, so it's bodes well for us. How nicely does that set you up for tomorrow? Just the fact that you're able to get by with just Brent and, and Boxberger as well. Yeah, we were, we were a little short tonight. Um, and so, you know, the, Freddie gave us exactly what we were hoping. Um, Brett was just so good. The first two innings, I, I thought it was you know worth it putting him out there for that third inning um, with, with the lead and where we were at. So we're, we're reset now and, and in a good place. And I think, you know, we're going to have days where we get a little behind the eight ball again, but um, we'll be in a good place through the weekend. I really believe that. Craig, that double play in the ninth that um, that Colton got going, how much of that was positioning? Because I know it was a bit of a shift, but how much of that was just his natural talent there at second? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a hard play that it's 
that he made look very easy. Um, that's, that's the best way I'd describe it. It, it um, you know, we, we, it's a full shift on Rizzo, which is normal. Um, but it was not an easy, the degree of difficulty was, was much more than Colton made it. And that's what great defenders do. They make hard plays look fairly routine. And once he put in his glove, uh, the double play looked fairly routine. Craig, the, the, the finish there, the little um, brouhaha, if you want to call it that, did the uh, umpires say anything to anybody when, when that all boiled over in the ninth inning? No. I mean, it, it was like, – I mean, I understand why Contreras was upset, um, but it, it was one of those – um, one of those instances where the, 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 the teams were not upset, I, I guess is the best way to say it. Craig, even though uh, Boxberger hit him, he you know got the next three guys double play and must've been good to get him right out there. And then as, as you noted, not have to use your other guys. Yeah. Box was a part of the plan. You know, he was going to figure in the game tonight. Um, and the way Brett pitched, you know, I, I, the, the way I kind of drew it up is Box was going to pitch the eighth, but um, the way the way Brent pitched, we uh, we pushed him to the ninth and, and had Josh behind him, and that keeps Josh available for the next couple of days. Brent, just the Swiss Army knife of your staff, isn't he? I mean, whatever you ask him to do, he just goes and does it. Yeah, I mean, the thing that you know, we don't, I don't take for granted about Brent is that he has this ability to have these incredibly quick innings and be so efficient with it. And that it's really meaningful. I, you know, I, I don't, you can't underestimate that, you know, he throws two innings and in 18 pitches, um, you know, so that that's kind of a normal one inning spot for a guy and he's getting six outs in that, in that amount of pitches. And that, that's what allows him to, to rack up some innings. Uh, it does, and it's it's meaningful. Um, there's no save awarded in the game tonight, but you should be awarded a save tonight, really. Like, that's a save. You know, you pitch three innings in relief in a game like that, that's that's as good as a save in, in my book. So um, that's a really valuable pitching performance. Yeah, and it was uh, pretty valuable by all three of these guys that uh, shut the Cubs down, a four-zip Brewers victory, and – uh, we're going to hear from uh, Travis Shaw after the break here. I, I do want to say this is just when you look at the roster construction here on the position player side, and, and this is why we have to uh, trust uh, the president of baseball ops, David Stearns here. And he he's competing in terms of, you know, three consecutive playoff appearances. And he's got this thing to very, uh, very relevant organization. He does. And I think everyone can agree with that. If you look at the 13 position players that are, as we speak on, on this major league roster, let's just go around the diamond and, and find out who's homegrown here. This is what's pretty impressive while he awaits some, uh, you know, reinforcements from, uh, the June draft either last year or the year before or three years ago or four or five years ago, while, while he awaits those guys position player-wise, uh, um, in the meantime, he's got to construct his roster from outside this organization. Narvaez and, and Pena 
Both came from outside, not drafted. Shaw, not drafted. Robertson, same deal. Urias, Wong, Yelich. Now, Kane was, but that I may throw an addendum in here. It really wasn't a, a, a homegrown situation. They had to reacquire him in a big free agent deal. So I don't count him as part of that homegrown talent thing. But Jackie Bradley Jr., Avi Garcia, all but Keston Hira, 13, Vogelback, all but one of the 13 constructed roster players, position player group, has been homegrown here. You have to credit and trust David Stearns for that. Because sooner or later, <laughs> there's going to be a couple of players here that actually come from the minor leagues and help out the position player group. That's going to happen at some point. Then he's going to have the best of both worlds, no doubt. A guy that did come from outside the organization, left and came back to the organization, Travis Shaw. Big blast of this game, a big three-run home run in the first inning here from Travis up next. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, a little bit more than a feel-good victory for the Brewers. A pretty pivotal victory in, in my book. They even up the series at a game apiece. They have a chance to really right the ship in a, in a manner of speaking with a victory tomorrow and, and you start out losing a series, you bounce right back, win a series, and let's see what happens you know, in St. Louis moving forward. But uh, news of the day here, Orlando Arcia traded as uh, the Atlanta Braves and Brewers hook up for a, a deal that the Brewers acquire a couple of right-handers, uh, some big league experience for, for both. I think one has one uh, appearance in the bigs, but uh, 26, 27 years old. And uh, Orlando Arcia, no longer a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. Pretty interesting. All right, let's get to uh, Travis Shaw here as uh, we go inside the clubhouse. A three-run opposite field home run. You got to feel good. Now, that is a feel-good story because he was one of my X factors heading into this season, and there were two of them. One was Adrian Hauser. The other is... Indeed, Travis Shaw, and so far so good in uh, Travis Shaw's uh, early campaign here. Just looks more confident. I think the uh, approach at the plate is far superior than we're used to seeing at the tail end of his uh, first tenure here. Man, he's got to be feeling good about that. Let's go inside the clubhouse here from the Brewers' third baseman. Hey, that must have been nice to get a lead. You know, that you guys have been playing from behind a lot, and it's you know always harder to get three runs. Did that help relax everybody a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can you can tell there was. I mean, it's still early in the year. This is only game five, but uh, that kind of timely hitting's kind of been lacking a little bit early in the season. Um, we we did all right, uh, I think, on opening day, but outside of that, we've struggled against the starters. So uh, nice to hang a little three spot up early on kind of relax everybody and uh, pretty complete overall game offensively pitching defense good night for us Travis even when you've had experience in the league and, and start of a bunch of different seasons is it still the case that things do get magnified early like not scoring early in these games yeah I mean anything early in the season gets super magnified numbers uh, 
uh, slow start. It's just when you don't have any other, and, and you don't have anything else to go off of. So everything's kind of magnified early in the season and uh, guys can feel that at times. Um, but I mean, it's game five. You go three for four in a game, everything's all right. We scored nine one game, everything's going to be all right. So uh, we're in a good spot. It was nice to, like you said, though, get out to an early lead, kind of relax the dugout a little bit, get a little bit better vibe in the dugout um, to start the to start the night tonight and completed it after that. Travis, when, when you left Milwaukee a couple of years ago, Freddie was kind of a fastball pitcher. How different is he now to watch? His, his slider was really working tonight. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's something that I said to Sophia after the game um, a little bit earlier was, I mean, he got a lot of swing and misses off that slider tonight. And he's, everybody, you can just tell hitters are geared up for that fastball. It's explosive, but he's kind of added that second second pitch that he can go to. And uh, it's a pretty good combination, fastball slider. And you could tell tonight the guys were a little bit uncomfortable in the box and uh, a lot of swing and misses. Travis, you hate to see a teammate go, but personally, does it does it help you knowing you're going to probably see more regular playing time now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to see Arcia go. I've played with him. This would have been year four, um, and his energy, his smile, it's contagious. I mean, he comes to the park every day, no matter how good or bad he was playing. It was the same guy every day. I mean, he joked around. He kept the dugout loose. Um, he was a guy that was just a joy to do infield with, watch play infield, but um, hope nothing but the best for, for Arcia over in Atlanta. Um, he's still super young. I mean, he's got a whole career ahead of him, so I know he'll be good. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of opens up a spot here and just trying to kind of take the most of it uh, whenever I get those ABs. Travis, after being away and going through what you went through in 2019, what are these couple of moments uh, this week just mean for you? It's nice. I mean, last year was it was a step back in the right direction. So I uh, felt pretty conf or confident going into the season. Spring training was good. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to get off to a fast start. A um, couple big hits early in the season, too, which is pretty nice. And uh, just keep 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 going from there. We got a long season. It's only five in, but um, feel feel good with the way things have started off so far this year. Travis, I got a lot over there at first base in the bottom of ninth. So are you surprised that Contreras thinks you're throwing at him? I mean, yeah, it's obviously not intentional. Um, at the same time, he did almost get hit in the head last night. So I, I kind of understand some frustration. Um, but we're not, I mean, we're not trying to hit him. It's four to nothing. But when you almost get hit in the head the night before, or you do get hit in the head the night before, and then you get hit again, I can I can understand the, the tempers and the, and the frustration. Yeah, there he is, Travis Shaw. I agree with him there, and and we talked about that uh, at the beginning of the show. That I sort of understand where Contreras is coming from, but on the other hand, anytime there is a uh, little situation going on between the Brewers and the Cubs, just just take note historically, the last handful of years, who's right in the middle of it every time. I mean, I can see if it's different players, but Wilson, dude, every time there's obviously something going on. You recall um, a few years ago in which uh, he hit a double and was, you know, pointing into the Brewer uh, dugout, 
and uh, apparently he had some beef with someone in that dugout. We'd, I, I don't think, to my knowledge, I ever realized or, or ever uh, recognized who that was, but nonetheless, Contreras right in the middle of that. Travis Shaw um, mentioned something about it's good for him to get off to a fast start, uh, and, and that is really good for everybody, not, not just him, but happy for him, for sure. Um, but I believe a little bit more in beginning of seasons than a lot of people do. A lot of people say, like Travis mentioned from a team aspect, hey, it's only five games, and it is early, and I understand that. But I do believe in uh, in in setting a tone here early on. I th- I just think that there's human nature that that takes hold here. They're not robots. A lot of reporters and analysts and writers will tell you that eh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how you start. It kind of does. It does because things can snowball on you, and you saw it last year. Now you could you could probably say the example would be. Not a good one because it was a pandemic, uh, shortened, funky, screwed up season. But nonetheless, you saw it snowball, and and you've seen it before. Uh, players can recover with the additional time. In the meantime, what damage is done? So I, I just I just think a good start is <laughs> is certainly far superior than than doing the old stoic. Uh, it's not about how you start; it's how you finish. Now they're connected. They they really are. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll squeeze in Dale here. Dale, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show. Hi Tim. I'm trying to see if there's another perspective maybe um, that the Brewers have with this trade. Maybe when they look at the shortstop position in a few years, they they don't see uh, Urias or or uh, uh, Orlando there at shortstop. Maybe they're thinking it's going to be Bryce Terang or maybe eventually Eduardo Garcia. So maybe they see now as an opportunity to getting a couple pitchers. They they may need some extra pitching depth if someone is injured. Uh, figuring they they have to go more than six starters. Uh, one of those new pitchers can start. Um, in the past, they've had eight or nine starters not as strong as this year's but mm-hmm. but uh, if they get in a position where they need extra pitchers um maybe that's what they're thinking is so you know, just a different perspective uh, uh looking at the uh, the pitching aspect and and the long-term shortstop position. great points dale great points and 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 one i would agree with you on the pitching side thanks for the call on the pitching side of things maybe they did consider their uh, middle to, to late relief core, just a little lacking in, in like I said, Topa's injury and um, Bobby Wall's injury. And, and maybe they just feel that, you know, a couple of more arms there and, and they could afford the depth reduction. Okay, I, I, I get that, and I mentioned that. The other side of that, what you said, uh, maybe a little bit more long-term effect of who is the shortstop long-term Maybe this is more of a stopgap, that they, they feel they don't lose too much at that shortstop position uh, until they get their guy. And as you mentioned, Bryce Terang. Interesting point. Had, I had not thought of that. That may be the case. But again, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to hang my hat on, I think Garcia requested this. I do. And it's just uh, my basis of that opinion is nothing but my opinion. 
I don't have an inside scoop in any way, shape, or form on that. Because I'm trying to put myself into Orlando Arcia's um, situation, and I know what I'd say. It's clear to me that that you want this kid as as your future shortstop. It's clear. You're moving me uh, over to third base, not to take the reins at third base, but to platoon at third base. So I, I know what I would do. I'd say, hey, and I'd keep it, I'd keep it under wraps here. I'd, I'd go through the agent. The agent would go through uh, the GM and up, up the uh, chain. But I would, I would have requested a trade. But maybe not. We'll see. Maybe Dale's right in that they feel that they're, they need a couple of big arms out there. And in order to get where they want to go, which is the postseason, they may need that. And they don't know it yet, and they, they can afford the depth. Interesting stuff, Dale. That's, that's a great call right there. All right, take our break. Uh, just a couple of minutes left. I'll squeeze you in if, if you want to jump in here. Orlando Arcia traded today, but the Brewers do even up the series here. I think it's a huge win, a rubber match tomorrow as uh, they'll play game three. That's an afternoon game. After the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll meet right here and talk some Brewers baseball. 12.50 a.m. The Fan and Odyssey Station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial them up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Check a couple of scores here around the National League Central as uh, this one being the best, a four-zip shutout victory over the Chicago Cubs for the Brewers. And they go to now two and three, and Keevan can even up uh, the record at three and three with a victory tomorrow and take that series in Chicago against the Cubs. And I know uh, the Cincinnati Reds seem to be making a little noise. Did they make some more noise tonight, Evan? More than a little bit of noise. <laughs> they beat yes. the lowly Pirates fourteen to one. That Reds offense is looking like what we thought it was going to be last year. They are. Firing on all cylinders. Yep. Also in the National League Central, the Cardinals, they beat the Marlins 4-2. to two. Yeah, Wade Miley, I think, got the win in that yep. Reds game. Yeah. Wow, okay. So this is going to be wild uh, in that uh, National League Central uh, for sure. Brandon Woodruff on the hill for the Brewers tomorrow. You got the guy you want right there in a rubber match. But so do they in Hendricks. And here's something to look at. A couple of things, uh, and and I don't know if it'll be showcased uh, so much tomorrow. It's a little on the unpredictable side. Once you bring something to light, and then if it doesn't happen, it's like it never did. Well, it is happening. A couple of things. Number one, uh, doesn't it seem like uh, Brandon Woodruff loses a, a line of a strong line of seven and a third and allowing five hits, a walk, and six Ks, and just a couple of runs given up. Does it seem to to you like, to me, he loses that line in like the first two innings of a baseball game because his pitch count gets out of control? <laughs> it almost seems like that to me. It's like you want to you wanna extend uh, his performance – uh, to get him into that eighth inning or get seven full and just a strong racking up some innings. 
and you look up, and after two innings, boy, what happened here? Your pitch count is a little out of control. You're never going to make it. We're hoping you get through six at this point. So that's one thing, and not just with Woodruff. I, th- I think it's with a, a collective uh, crew, if you will, of these pitchers that you know, the pitch efficiency isn't there. And I know baseball uh, offense is becoming more and more patient. That being said, I have noticed a trend here with the Brewers offense. I don't think I've seen swing and miss on fastballs right down the middle or taking center cut fastballs as much in five games. And granted, that that trend is only five games. You want to feel things out. You want to get your timing. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. with a couple of starts here, I've noticed just right down the middle. Keston Hira, right down the middle on fastball counts. And I know it's unpredictable with baseball these days, maybe more so than ever. But still, look, fastball adjust to the breaker. I mean, I don't know if that added, old adage is ever going to die. Think fastball adjust to the, to the breaker. But you had Daniel Robertson with a 3-1 count tonight with a dead red fastball right down the middle. I don't, I don't know what he was looking for. Obviously not a fastball right down the middle. Uh, Keston here has been a culprit of that, as uh, as I just said. So it's just something to keep an eye on here. I don't know if that's a indicative of this Brewers offense or if it's indicative of part of the game that the the uh, Major League Baseball has changed to a little bit, and it has changed in that regard. All right, that's going to do it for us here uh, on tonight's show. Uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show for Zip. Huge win for the Brewers. I can call it a huge win. Other broadcasters or, or writers will say, bah, what are you thinking? It's fifth game of the year. Slow the roll. You think it's a big win, Evan? Anytime you beat a division rival at their field and shut them out and only give up one hit, yeah, it's a big win. It is a big win, and I agree. I agree. On the day they trade Orlando Arcia. <clears throat> they get the victory, and we'll have to see. I mean, that that story and that book being written started with the trade of Trent Grisham and Zach Davies for Eric Lauer and Luis Urias. Uh, that book right there, uh, it's still out. It's, we'll see. And now they've paved the way for Luis Urias. We're all, we all know what's going on with Eric Lauer, and, and it, it hasn't been good, but maybe we'll see him before that. I have a feeling we will see him before the season's out. That's for sure. All right, Evan, good job tonight. Uh, tomorrow, first pitch of 120. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. My name is Tim Allen. There's Evan Heffelfinger. Enjoy the victory. I can focus attention on the Milwaukee Bucks in play. Guys, have a great night. See you tomorrow. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.